so poetic, the rain behind my voice right now. It's literally the middle of the day, 1222 to be exact. And I'm still in Southeast Asia, serving at my highest. Allow me to close a window so that you can hear me better. It's been a very spirited day. It seems to have just started yet. I've been in such a space. I feel many moons have already passed. And what I want to talk today about is something that has really become clear to me since I've started my own spiritual journey and and, and really since I've been in business for myself the last 10 years. If you don't know who I am, my name is Corey Taylor and I am a public servant. I work with organizations. I work with the community. I build projects around well-being, wellness, fitness, at-risk youth, and um, a plethora and a barrage of other things that really just serve the highest vibration of humanity. But I am a servant. And I want to talk about that, you know, a servant. I, I remember I did a youth retreat in Big Bear, California, with about, I don't know, 150 youth. Shout out to the Brotherhood Crusade, the organization that um outsourced me for that weekend and you know these kids are coming from the you know rough parts of the inner city and they are all you know have their own trauma their own baggage but they they're kids so they follow me on instagram and they see what i do on a daily basis and they all have their perception of who i am and then they meet me and you know i'm often i am not like they think a lot more simpler and down to earth and approachable than they they think, which is ironic. But over the course of the weekend, we got close and I did a few presentations for those kids. And, you know, one of the questions they asked me during one of my presentations was like, like, what do you do? And this was after maybe a few days of presenting. And, you know, I said, I'm a public servant. And then he said, but what does that mean? <laughs> and I told him exactly. I said, what what is public and what does service mean? I said, and I'm I'm so confident and comfortable in where God has led me that I'm okay putting a period there. And that's where I want to start the conversation today, family. You know, what I've really been able to observe from the space God has me in and space God has had me for such a time is how we as indigo children, how we as light workers, agents of change, the new generation, we're so spirited, right? We come into this world so full of God consciousness that, you know, has to be resurrected at some point because the world also has its own collective consciousness that will, you know, corrupt and pervert that which is pure in you. However, we come equipped, we come conditioned to curate change in this place. And I feel that we all come to a point in our life where there's a bit of realization of what we could be doing or what we are doing, what we actively are doing. And we have our peers to to validate those feelings. We have our our our, our counterparts. We have, you know, social media. We have then people who are already, you know, connected to that same thing you're connected to. And we see how magnificent and how and how big the life that they're living is. And so I feel, you know, for my generation, instead of looking at 
the body of work that someone relative to our skill or to our strength or our gift has, we immediately see ourselves as equal. And I think that comes from us confusing the difference between exposure and experience. Let's talk about it. So for me personally, I remember when I became a personal trainer, if you've listened to prior episodes, I told you my North Star was simply becoming something that I would want in my life. So I didn't go to school for exercise science. I was actually a music major and I never, I never, you know, was mentored by someone who's already in the field. If I can be completely honest, when I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't really feel welcome. I felt that it was a clique or some, you know, super group of trainers that already existed. And, you know, I eventually won their respect because they saw I wasn't going anywhere. Um, but I digress. The, the, the thing that I remember the most was that I was, you know, calling myself something that I really, if I look back, hadn't earned. You know, now I was very audacious, very confident, very bold and very um, driven, which, you know, sometimes that's enough. But if I can if I can objectively speak on my own history, I would say that I had not yet really developed into the thing that I was selling. And, and that is business, right? That is advertising, right? That, that, that is the reality of, of social media marketing is you, you're presenting a, a version, a theory even, of something. And then the work is you actually backing it up, right? Like when people come to you, you actually better be what you advertised. If not, then that's a problem. So I was very consistent in being as advertised. However, the development. The, 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 the development of which, of that which I was calling myself came over time. So because it was in God's plan, I got the client and the crowd and the success before I gained the understanding of it all. I was essentially learning as I was going, but I was moving at such a pace that it was in some ways parallel. If I didn't know something, I would learn it before it came up. And if I wasn't comfortable doing something, I would gain the confidence by attempting it before I got to the room. So I would I would literally act as if a hundred people were in a class, even though it was six, because in my mind and in my heart I felt that not only was I capable of having a hundred people at my class one day, but it was destined. And so I needed to get ready for that. So it was definitely, you know, a visionary manifesto, if you will. And, and all of those things combined, you know, it, it got me to where I am today. And it, it was the reason of a lot of the success, along with some other things. However, you know, sticking to the narrative of today's conversation about exposure versus understanding, we as a young population that is full of God consciousness and, and gifts and strengths, we really should want to not just be seen as the thing that we think we are, but to be it. And that, as I've learned, and as I am still learning, is a long, quiet, up and down, in and out, isolated at times road. And it's not one that we travel prior to giving ourselves these flags and labels and titles. And so in the most non-judgmental way, what I want to say is, 
How can you do anything for anyone if you aren't even doing it for yourself? Let's talk about it. How many life coaches do we have out here? How many healers? How many pastors? How many light workers? How many, how many people in the position of teaching are there who have yet to do that for themselves? And so you see this, at least I see it in my field, where the realization sets in because you see something in yourself that could be more. <clears throat> However, there's a contrast with your reality. You know that you are here to heal, yet you're sick. You know that you're here to teach, yet there's a lot of things you don't have the answers for. And so I feel in our logical mind, speaking to my generation, what we do is we hide behind then because our ego comes into play, right? So what we do is we hide then behind the false validation that maybe the populace will give us, maybe our, our followers will give us, maybe our friends and family will give us. Well, they said that I made them feel this way, so I know that I am. Perhaps you are to be, but let us not forget, Jesus spent 26 years in obscurity. We didn't see him again till he was 30. Let us not forget many of the leaders that we listen to were not successful until their 40s and their 50s. Now, that is the thing that has blown my mind since I've been 30 is that the real wisdom, the supreme wisdom, because there's knowledge, then there's wisdom. If you know your supreme mathematics, you know that the, the knowledge is the gathering of information but the application followed by the understanding that that then brings into play the wisdom so as i'm now 32 the people who i'm listening to are in a completely different headspace than they were when they were 32 and say my mom was listening to them so i'm listening to thought leaders who have been developing over the course of my life Therefore, the thought that they're leading is coming from a body of work as long as my life. My question to my generation is how long is your body of work for the people that you're leading? Because this is the thing. You are here to heal. You are here to lead. You are here to coach. You, you are here to help. But what we must become passionately in love with, and this is where I'm at currently, is before we can do those things, we must have been able to do it for ourselves. See, we, the thing about my path as a trainer was that I trained myself first. For many that don't know, I was on a, C a TV series on A&E, it's a docu-series called Fit to Fat to Fit. Long story short, I started fit. I gained 60 pounds to weigh the same as my client to also gain the empathy that she needed to know I had before we lost it together. So I spent four months gaining 60 pounds 
Then I spent four months losing 65 pounds. I had to, you know, had to come back better than I started. It's just in my nature. And it was amazing. And you should definitely look up Corey Taylor, A&E, Fit the Fat to Fit, when you get a chance and check it out. It was amazing. But the thing about that is I was my first client before I even became a trainer because I had always loved the gym. I always loved pushing myself. And I learned quickly how the body is to be manipulated. And I followed that inclination with hard facts from books. So I was studying the same thing somebody would look into if they wanted to become a trainer. Except for me, this was just my passion. So a project like that course I know how to lose weight and of course I know the mental space you have to be in it because I've been challenging myself in the gym almost as long as I've been training at that point so therefore it wasn't just exposure to the craft it was experience with it the point I'm making is perhaps you are to be that light worker that agent of change however before you can be it for the world the question is have you became it for yourself have you been the best Reiki energy healer for your own body and life? Have you been the best personal trainer for your own body and life? Have you been the best life coach for your life? Otherwise, how can we really be accountable to the people who need us to hold them accountable? Greater are the things that I'm doing for you. God's got me and will keep me. However, the place God God has called me to be, right? I have to be the best for. So I'm studying and developing because there will come a day when I'm going to be in front of you or you will read one of my books or listen to one of my lectures. And I need to be sure that it was fruit given. Not just ego, not false validation, not misinterpretation, but time on task gave me the utterance to give you what I'm giving you. My question to my generation is, do you understand development? Do you now understand exposure versus experience? Because we can be exposed to our gifts, but the experience of operating within our gifts and and you could you could press pause now and call me whatever, however. When you are 49, not 32, and you've continued on the path you're on, and you can look back and see how little you knew and understood, but how hard you were trying to be understood, you can then see the paradox. And so then let's talk about that, because there's many people who want to operate in the field as to which they feel they're gifted, but they they feel that there's something they're missing because they can't like they can't live off of doing energy work. They can't live off of doing yoga. They can't live off of being a personal trainer. And they and they feel and I and I and I talk to clients about these types of things. They feel that there's something missing because, you know, I, I feel like I can do this and I love to do this. However, I don't have the following. I don't have the appeal. I don't have the business yet. And I always say, well, d- delay doesn't mean denied. So perhaps you are to do that. But what about the development? There was a day and age when if you wanted to become something, you got what was called an apprenticeship. Do we even use that word anymore? There was a day and age when if you wanted to teach something, you went to the best teacher in that field. And you just shadowed them. 
When's the last time you've asked to shadow someone? When's the last time you've asked to do something for free for a year? What happened to the philosophy of intern? Not interning at Rock Nation because you want to be an A&R one day. Not interning with the NFL because you want to be a head coach. I get that. I'm talking about you seeking out Tony Robbins and DMing him and asking him, what can I do for you? I'm talking about you seeking out Torrey Roberts and you emailing his staff asking, what can I do for you? Because I feel that there's something in me that you've already began to cultivate. And just to ensure that I reach the trajectory that God has me aimed at. How can I spend more time digesting you? And you may or may not get a response. Pastor Torrey didn't respond to my DM, but he read it. So at least he knows there are there, there are us among us who see the value of development. I'm asking you the same question. When is the part of your story where you are in obscurity simply to develop that thing you feel God gave you to give the world? When is that part of your story where you go away and everyone misses you? Then you come back and you are realized. What I've noticed in many of us is the potential blinds us and we want to produce. And that's just not the laws of nature. The tree, the, the tree grows in phases and stages. The fruit is bared after the tree is born. We have somehow convinced ourselves that we're ready to produce. And it's the premature births of those gifts. That leave us robbed. Because now I'm coming to you for something you say you can do only to realize you haven't even done it for yourself. And now my time has been wasted. For you, truth has been revealed. But for me, now I may turn even further away from the direction I need to go. So think about it outside of yourself. If I'm calling myself your life coach, but I'm not coaching my life, but I'm not developing, there will come a time when the message may become perverted. There will come a time where I may mishandle you in your most vulnerable space. What happens when that happens? That person goes even deeper into the hole that they were in. So this message is not a judgment rant on how you aren't what you think you are. This message is a call to action reminding you that you are what you think you are. And the only way to be it is to stop putting energy in making us, trying to convince us, trying to coerce us into seeing you as such and being it in your real life. Because when you strip away the titles, 
when you strip away the the subcategories, when you strip away the labels and the new age names for everything, we are all simply servants. How good are you at serving yourself? When you speak it in such terms as service, it embodies everything. Because if I'm going to serve, I'm going to serve at my highest. So the learning and the development of which I'm learning is then assumed to be done. Family, do it for yourself first before you do it for the world. People will find you. You will build a business. You will build a life. You will have a legacy of your gift. But part of the reason that you aren't doing it yet is because you've yet to do the real work, which is in obscurity for yourself. What are you afraid of? What does a year away from everything you know to get deeper into that thing you think is yours, what is it worth to you? What if I told you one year of development can change the next 30 years of your life? And what if I told you your biggest block isn't an algorithm, isn't a funnel page? It's a headspace that you've yet to tap into because you want us to believe you're something so bad that you spend all your energy there. What if I told you it's just an exchange? What if I told you you have the tools, you're just using them backwards? You're spending your time, your money, your energy trying to penetrate a space that you're supposed to manifest in. Mm. Who am I talking to? This is where we start the journey. This understanding, to know is not enough, we must understand. This is what I want you to understand. May it result in a change of behavior. And may that behavior be the light of the world. Peace and love, as always. I am Corey Taylor.